Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning, that your word would come alive, that you would place your words in my mouth, Lord, and that those words would impact our hearts, Lord, that you would enact your transformation in us. And I pray that your grace would be upon this whole assembly. May we faithfully serve you this morning and in the days to come. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It is so good to see you all today. Well, it is the birthday season in the Kellerman household. Five of the six Kellermans have a birthday in June, July, or August. So these things are pretty common around this time of year, right? You know, presents are given and exchanged. I love presents. Anybody else like presents? Yeah. Anyone not like presents? No. Lulu? Really? Interesting. Okay, we'll talk about that later. That's fascinating. Totally fascinates me. Okay, so, but a present is so cool because, are you supposed to know what's inside? No, it's a surprise, right? And it's full of hope and promise and all these kind of amazing things, right? And it's given to you by somebody who cares for you and so who has your best interests in mind. And so there's so much awesomeness contained inside a present. But is this all there is to a birthday? No, what else is there? Cake, that's right. I'm glad you all brought that up. There, ice cream, absolutely. Yeah, what else? You get older. Yeah, candies. And Doug is right. You get older. Every birthday, anyone, does anyone not find that correlation between getting older and birthdays? Right? You get older every day. Yeah, I know. Stop to 29. Right. Uh, birthdays just keep coming. And so there's that kind of reflection on your life, right, that comes every year at your birthday is sort of like a reckoning, right? Like, I am another year older, and let's look back on this last year and what it is, what has transpired. So in the midst of all these joyous things, there's that element to birthdays that each one of those marches you in that aging process, right? And is that well-received by everybody? Yeah. Not universally, right? You know, sometimes those birthdays are hard. There's a challenge with the birthday. Birthdays contain uh, so much, so many different themes and ideas and concepts that it's hard to sum it up in just one thing, right? A birthday is so much more than a present, so much more than cake and ice cream, so much more also than just getting old. It's a time where we celebrate life with friends and families, with those people who we care about, who want to celebrate our gift to them in our life. Birthdays are a pretty amazing thing. It's kind of like the kingdom of God, don't you think? Well, I hope so, because that's where the sermon's going, so whether you think so or not, we're going there. Right? Birthdays are like the kingdom of God. Jesus, in the Gospel of Matthew, shares with us a parable which has several teachings on the kingdom of God. As an aside, uh, Matthew uses the terminology kingdom of God, but in other Gospels, you might see the kingdom of heaven. Those terms are synonymous, okay? So you can usually interchange them Based on the context, they usually fit together. So, all right, now back to the sermon. Uh, In our gospel passage, we get that the kingdom of God is like, what? A mustard seed. What else? Yeast. Well, you guys are going in order. Way to go. What's next? Hidden treasure. A net. A net that caught fish. That's right. What else? A pearl of great value. Way to go. You guys are sharp. Right on the list. Okay. Um... This seemingly random set of images reveals to us 
that the kingdom of God, uh, you know, has a variety of understandings, right? There's a lot to it. It's a lot more than just a simple present, right? There's a lot more to it. The mustard seed shows us that the kingdom of God grows from a small thing into something big, right? Yeah, something huge in which the birds of the air make their nests in. The yeast in the dough shows us that the kingdom of God miraculously grows and expands. Anyone think that's awesome, how yeast works in dough? I mean, do you understand it really? I mean, can you see it? You just see the fruit of it. You see something on the outside changing, but what's going on on the inside is such a mystery. I mean, I know there's, you know, we can be all scientific about it, but like, it's just amazing how that yeast works its way up in the dough. The same way God's kingdom does that, the secret hidden growth that expands the whole thing. All right, and then the treasure in the field shows us that the kingdom of God is worth trading everything for because of its infinite value. The pearl of great value shows us that the kingdom of God is worth searching for, right? The merchant of pearls, he had a ton of pearls, and yet he left those all behind to look for that one, that one precious pearl. And finally, the separation of the good and the bad fishes when they're drawn up in that net uh, by the angels shows us that the kingdom of God begins with judgment, with justice, with a setting things aright. From these picture, from these word pictures, we get the idea. We get an idea about what the kingdom of God looks like. But what is the kingdom of God? We know what it, the outside looks like, but what really is it? Well, to put it most simply, the kingdom of God is God's reign, not reign from the sky, but reign like crown royalty like ruling the kingdom of god is god in authority we will fully see the kingdom of god revealed when when is the kingdom of god like fully set what tuesday Tuesday. wow i better get things ready tuesday That's right. Uh, The kingdom of God most fully is completely revealed in the second coming of Christ, right? Where Jesus Christ comes back, he sets everything aright, and his reign is established for all time. That is the final consummation of the reign of God, and it goes on forever after that. But the kingdom of God, if we think about our definition, right, the kingdom of God is when God reigns. So do we only see God reigning in the second coming of Christ? No, we don't at all. Where do we see glimpses of God reigning right now? All around us, everywhere? Everywhere, absolutely. Absolutely, there's all these amazing things that we see that show God reigning. And one in particular is in our lives. Right? When you and I, when we commit ourselves to Jesus Christ... Who are we putting on the throne in our lives? Jesus Christ. And so God is reigning in our life then. Right? He is an authority. We become a glimpse of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, when we put Jesus Christ on the throne of our hearts. We also see it in other ways too, right? I mean, that's the major, that's the biggie, that's the starting point for God's reign in our lives is when we put him on the throne in our life. But we also see him uh, in justice, right? When justice is served, when justice is carried out, when people are insured of their rights, when the weak are protected, when the poor are lifted up, 
in justice, we see the kingdom of God in action. In freedom, we see it as well. In selfless love, in mercy, in forgiveness, in beauty, in standing up to evil. In all these things, we see the kingdom of God here in this world. And in proclaiming the gospel, we become ministers of the kingdom of God. The words of the kingdom become our words as well. In all these things, God's rightful reign is revealed. Like the mustard seed in the yeast in the dough, God's kingdom is growing. Sometimes in mysterious hidden ways like prayer or in hidden acts of generosity or sacrifice or in the study of scripture. And in other times, in visible ways do we see the in visible ways we see this growth. Like in the planting and expansion of churches, which has a real, you know, tangible quality to it. These are ways we can see the kingdom of God growing in this world. Like the treasure in the field and the pearl of great price, the kingdom of God is infinitely valuable and is worth selling everything for. We see this principle at work. We see God's kingdom at work in this world when people sacrifice everything to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when they give it all up to pursue him. We see this also when people put others before themselves and sacrifice their own comfort or pleasure so that others can be blessed. Like the sorting of the fish, the kingdom of God involves judgment and justice. We see the kingdom of God at work in this way when people stand up for what is right, when they make the hard decision between evil and good, when we make decisions that honor God and show him to be Lord, when we seek to ensure that his values are the values that we live by, when we fight oppression and opposition, these are all ways that God's kingdom is shown as well. Now, birthdays, they're complicated things. They can't be distilled into one single idea or concept. And they happen only once, right? I mean, I'm only going to be 35 one time. It's coming up two weeks, right? I'm only going to be 35 once, right? But the process of growing or aging, does that just stop at my birthday and wait until the next one? No. No, it doesn't, unfortunately. That would be kind of weird, right, if you aged for a year on one day? No, it doesn't. It, it goes. It's a process. It's continuing. In the same way, the kingdom of God will happen. We'll all be consummated at once at the second coming of Christ. But the process of his kingdom is growing each and every day in our lives and in the world around us. And like a gift... We should look forward to the promise of the coming of the kingdom of God. Because his kingdom is coming. It is growing right now. It is growing among us. You and I, we're, we're building up the kingdom just by worshiping the Lord today. The simple act of, having, of putting Jesus Christ as a priority of our day, saying our Sunday morning will begin in this way, is an act of making his kingdom come. God is in the business of making his kingdom manifest, and he invites you and I to be a part of it. He invites us to be about his business of expanding the kingdom and seeing his rule grow. This process begins by loving him first and foremost. The process begins with this initial act of turning our lives over to Jesus Christ. That's the beginning of kingdom work. And from that point, when we become citizens of the kingdom of God, which is what that act is saying, is Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, 
from that act, from that one act, springs all these other fruits which reveal God's kingdom to be coming in this world. So let's commit to this great and eternal work. Let's begin by turning our lives over to Jesus Christ. And then from there, seeing his kingdom come in this world through our love, through our justice, through our mercy, through our strength, and through the faithfulness that he gives us, may we be about seeing God's kingdom come. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for uh, those who have gathered here today to worship you. I pray that you would bless them, strengthen them, and uphold them, Lord, to be your ministers of your kingdom, Lord. May you put your words on their lips that they might faithfully proclaim your good news. May they, by their actions, Lord, may they reveal that the kingdom is at work within them. Lord, and just by who they are, by who you have created them to be and transformed and redeemed them to be, Lord, may their lives reveal your rule. And we pray, Lord, that your power would be poured out upon us, that we might faithfully serve you this day and forevermore. And may your kingdom come swiftly. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.